Leafs Nation postgame. Let's go! Brought to you by your local GTA Acura dealers. Visit yours today. Three goals on 13 shots, and that is the night for your Toronto Maple Leafs. And I'm talking about Michael Hudson, who spells Frederick Anderson after 20. This is Leafs Nation postgame, brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. Quite a somber jaunt to the subway. Very likely it's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic. A deflating 5-3 loss here to the Florida Panthers, which I don't know about you, Gord. It had the same feel that game in Calgary way back when, where the Maple Leafs had a lapse early in the third period and blew the game. The Maple Leafs are firmly in control of this hockey game, folks. Uh, Austin Matthews scores early in the third period. It's 3-1. Feeling good about ourselves. Enjoying the press uh, press box popcorn. Next thing you know, a couple of back-to-back goals. Two goals in 58 seconds. Brand new ball game, and the Panthers take over from there, Gord. Yeah, boy, the walk to the subway was a mass exodus <laughs> once the empty netter happened. It happened 30 minutes Panthers. ago. <laughs> yeah, it's just... Uh, um, like, first of all, they did show up for the game, which yeah. they didn't against the Florida Panthers January 12th, maybe their worst effort of the season. Maple Leafs give them credit for showing up. We're talking the second intermission, how Austin Matthews especially showed up. And like you say, he gets a goal to put him up 3-1. And then, remember early in the season, you're talking about the Calgary game, but also a home game. The Tampa Bay Lightning came back from a couple goals down and beat the Leafs in the third period. That was really impressive. Like, Tampa Bay really took it to them. I think Jim Ralph's comment that this is as unimpressive a comeback, not meaning to take much away from the Florida Panther team, but it really was. Yeah. And, boy, uh, the other storyline now, Freddie Anderson wondering how much an injury situation might have been part of why Michael Hutchinson started on Saturday. We saw him kind of tweak and act funny in the first period. Hutchinson came in to start the second. Was not really tested in the second period at all. Could not come up with a big save. He and Cody Ceci had awful nights, awful nights. And Sergei Bobrovsky, once again, I shouldn't say once again, he hasn't done it. He hasn't done it enough for the Florida Panthers. But they went out, paid the big bucks to get him over. Goaltending beat the Leafs tonight. It's that simple. Goaltending beat the Maple Leafs tonight, and we. Leaf Nation thought we were over this happening on ho- on a regular basis. Hopefully, it's a one-off. Now you got to wonder what's Freddie Anderson's status. What's boy? The crowd's going to be very quick to get on Michael Hutchinson. I'm telling you, they just, you know, they 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 cheered him when he got the uh, almost shutout, got the first win, and whatever. But the, just the uh, the memory is is not in the rearview mirror, and the games are very real, and these are real points they bleeped away tonight. Yeah, and again, as we were looking over the standings before we came over here to do the broadcast, I believe the Maple Leafs are now on the outside looking in when it comes to the playoffs. Florida still has two games in hand. The Islanders have three games in hand. It's just amazing how quickly the narrative can change. So, again, if you're just tuning in, a 5-3 deflating loss here for the Maple Leafs on home ice against the Florida Panthers. A team, by the way, without their captain and best player, Alexander Barkov. To me, it was more so who ended up destroying the Maple Leafs in this game. Edmonton native Mark Pesic, who is known by Kraft to be a defenseman, played forward in this game and also D at times. Scores the first career hat-trick of his career. Great effort on the empty netter, by the way. A horrible giveaway by Mitch Marner, I believe. But, I mean, what a night. A night he'll always remember for the entirety of his career. Yeah, do it in this building. That's right. If, yeah. you, can, you, know, if you can make a difference in one game like that and you're it's a fourth liner, that's huge. Uh, Florida's had seven defensemen a lot of games. Yeah. And he's kind of been that Floater. little bit of a swingman that way. And, yeah, it's uh, the unsung player that did it tonight. But, you know, again, uh, I just said the Leafs. Should uh, should win 
you shouldn't, shouldn't win every game. I'm just you're going out. You got to get back on a tear. You got to get back winning games. They did that last week. Every now and then, a hot goaltender is going to beat you when you bring your game, like the Leafs did tonight. But man, this time it was the mix of the hot goaltender on one side and the cold goaltender on the other side. Like, like it, this is an unfortunate effort. This is not the terrible effort in Florida. And at the end of the season, Nick, and I know you can say this for every team, any team that just falls short of the playoffs or even just eeks into the playoffs will pick one or two games. They look back on it's not yeah. the January 12th game because that, that was one Florida just cleaned the Leafs clock. This would be the game. If there's a swing of one or two points and it's that narrow, and it could be in game number 82, this would be the, this would be the night that basically decided the playoffs if it came down to that. You're correct, but again, the narrative all season long for this Maple Leafs team has been based around the backup goalie position. This is not new information. I'm two sorry. Two years in a row now. We, we, exactly. we come on this broadcast, and we're pretty fair. I mean, Michael Hudson was good against Ottawa. Taking nothing away from the Senators, they are the Ottawa Senators, one of the worst teams in this league. The Florida Panthers, we think, are destined for the Stanley Cup playoffs, and they expose Michael Hudson beyond belief. The Hoffman goal just has to be stopped, simply put. I mean, you can make an, an issue and say, oh, it deflected off a skate. Okay, I get it. But you got you got to find a way to buckle in. Even the other one back door, uh, the, the back pad one, I, f- I forget who scored that one. But it, it, you need to make saves. And I'm yeah. not saying Frederick Anderson type saves because he's, he's the upper ilk of this league in terms of net mining. But you need a guy competent enough. And that's with all due respect. I didn't want to come on here and rip Michael Hudson because at this point we know what it is. We know what an issue, a glaring hole it is, the backup goaltending situation. But, Gord, three goals on 13 shots. And the seventh time this season, according to our very own Sam McKee, that he surrendered three goals in a, in a period? Like yeah, it's yeah. And, oh. and and you know, early on the se- and, and I think part of it why is that there's a, there's a fragility about the fans and their confidence in him, and hopefully that doesn't isn't how he feels and how the team feels. Uh, apparently, a quality guy, really well liked. Hey, local guy, you're you're pulling for him. Yeah. But it just has not happened. It did not happen last year with Garrett Sparks. And at the end of the season, it still did not happen. And Garrett Sparks isn't in the NHL this season. And Michael Hutchinson came up last year. And to his credit, and again, it's different when you're stuck playing five or so games that he had to and Leafs said no net minors. He played okay. He played okay. But then all of a sudden, you are the guy. And you weren't able to get points. And now, you know, this is... This is different than being spotted a couple of games, which you played well. Tonight you were the guy. This was a big game, and um, and and you couldn't do it. And it's yeah. it's really that simple. Again, I talk about Cody Cece having a uh, a tough game. If you're trying to, I, I want I'd like to point fingers at the many positives. But there he were had so many positives yeah. in tonight's game. But but Cody Cece, if I had to pick one other guy that had a tough game, it's him. And Gord, that's why I continue to echo that they need at least one defenseman by the deadline, if not two. Um, the backup goalie position, it is what it is, and you know we'll see what happens here. Uh, I, I'm sure you know that old gif of Kyle Dubas on two different phones. That's happening right now. Like, you, A, you got to know what's going on, and I'm sure they do with Freddie Anderson, upper body injury. Um, I, I think at least to me, it's not a lower body injury, which in my world is better than an upper body injury. Yeah, than the nagging groin injury. Yeah, exactly. Center, that, that's example. your biggest fear when it comes to a goalie. But again, we're not going to begin to speculate what's going on with Freddie Anderson. But you've got to investigate, analyze first what's going on there. And then if, if it's not what you're looking for, then clearly you have to jump on something quickly here, no? Uh, you you got to, you know? again, you don't have to 
Well, you don't want to get another guy that just plays the same. But yeah, you got you're it. right. But I mean, this you... is where your pro scouts have somebody. Yeah. You probably give up a draft pick uh, just to get in. He's probably playing at the American Hockey League level right now, or he's probably you know it could be a anyway or a backup goaltender on a on a team that it, I'm not talking the New York Ranger trade getting a goaltending prospect of the future. That's that's a big trade. That's a real big trade. I'll name two guys: Casey DeSmith, Pittsburgh Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, Aaron Dell, the backup right now, or the number one for the San Jose Sharks. Like Casey DeSmith played better, had a real tough yeah. start. I think I think the fact Tristan Jerry beat him out, but now you see why he did. Um, probably affected him mentally, but he's got his act together. And yeah, San Jose's got to make some moves. Yeah, and, and sort of the Maple Leafs, it seems the urgency is picking up around here, and we'll see the latest, and we'll hear from Sheldon Keith coming up later on in his post-game um, media meeting. But you know, who knows the extent of the injury when it comes to Frederick Anderson? So the Maple Leafs lose five-three here to the Florida Panthers. Still to come, uh, Chris Johnston of Sportsnet, Sportsnet.ca, and Hockey Night in Canada. We're going to break it all down. A really, really deflating loss when the Maple Leafs. We're in full control of this game, but again, Frederick Anderson goes down. Next thing you know, it's a 5-3 loss to the Florida Panthers. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stellick, brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. You're listening to Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 5-9 of the Fed. Welcome back to Scotiabank Arena after a 5-3 deflating loss here to the Florida Panthers. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stellick brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. This is the Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590. The fan, uh, the Maple Leafs falling to 19-8-3, by the way, under Sheldon Keefe. Kasperi Kapanen returns after uh, being a healthy scratch on Saturday due to internal accountability. He slept in for the uh, morning skate, as we found out. Um, he had an assist in this game. I thought he was pretty decent all in all. Was uh, feisty, almost trying yeah. to get a fight going at one point. Yeah, like, and that's the thing we echo on this broadcast. The Maple Leafs were actually pretty good in this game. They deserved to win this hockey game. Florida didn't deserve to win this game. But, again, Sergei Bobrovsky, 32 saves, massive. I mean, when push comes to shove, especially this time of year, and you're vying for playoff positioning, goaltending is so important, Gordon. And we've seen as well, like Sheldon Keefe has had this, you mentioned his record as a yeah. coach, like this ability to always push the right buttons. Uh, we saw against the Winnipeg Jets, the Leafs tie it with 11 seconds left to face off. You're right. And I seen then a face off. You can see Sheldon picking times when he gets irate with the team, and, and generally he's had like 100% success. Something I know. positive's happened. But you know what? And if you get bad goaltending, you're not a good coach. It's that simple. So we You're saw right. that, you know, tonight is a 3-3 tie, and he's trying to light a fire under the team. Geez, we had a 3-1 lead. It's a big game, and that, and then you get another weak goal, and it just, all you're doing, all the fire and brimstone you're espousing, just the... Deflation in a bench well, on soft goals. You can feel it. I don't know if you felt it as soon as they 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 showed Michael Hudson's name on the scoreboard and said, "Hey, there's there's a coach or there's a there's a goaltending change." You can you can feel sort of the atmosphere change a bit, and that was in the second period. But again, he he only faced three shots in the second period. It was in the third period. As soon as the first one went in to make a 3-2 game, you, you can feel – I felt the mood change. Yeah, bit, Gordon, you know, you know, and I said at the second admission, I, I was being positive. Yeah. I knew he only had three shots. He had yeah. no scoring chances against him in the second period. So the Leaf team played well around him. But I liked, I said, his deportment. He came out as yeah. Hutchison now early on. There could have been a scoring chance. He skated almost to the blue line, made a good play. And, you know, things that he struggled with earlier about handling the puck or just being in sync, passing the puck and that to defensemen um, seems to be – they seem to be in sync that way, but then just in the third period, man, you three like Leafs score early. They've controlled the game. They've dominated the game. They're up three one. So you've deflated the Florida Panthers, and then all of a sudden you get these you know substandard goals. Yeah, and the Leafs goals 
really were things of beauty. They were. And they worked the puck, worked the puck, worked the puck, and, you know, little deflections, then an Austin Matthews special. And they really were. And then, hey, give full full credit to Pizek and all the other guys there. I don't mean it that way, but it just they took advantage of some real real unfortunate and unnecessary defensive faux pas. And uh, quick math to the Panthers have now outscored the Maple Leafs 13-6 here uh, on the season, or 13-7 actually. The Leafs scored four in that game, that 8-4 loss back on uh, January 12th, but uh, again, same old story. Can't keep the puck out of the net. It was that story certainly in that night in Sunrise, but tonight a bit of a different one, of course, with Freddie Anderson going down and no doubt that's going to be the big time story coming up Toronto or tomorrow on on Sportsnet Five Nine of the Fan Gord. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. the other, you know, the other thing is they do get the, the good thing. You think is there's two more opportunities playing the Florida Panthers. Yeah. The downside is if this is the way they're going to, you know, the result they're going to have, that's not good. But they do at least get to go head to head because it looks like this is going to be their battle. The uh, the two wild card spots right now would go to the Metropolitan Division. That that all could change. That all can change, but uh, right now it looks like the Leafs and Florida Panthers would be vying for third place in the Atlantic Division, and the other team would be flat out out of the playoffs. But all you can do is go and win games and get your points, and the Maple Leafs had two tonight, and these are two that just got bleeped away. And uh, Well put, yes. It's part of the regular season, but uh, at the end of the regular season, these are the ones you're going to say, you're going to lament and say, here's why we're not playing in mid-April. Yeah, this one stings, but they do even out, right? You mentioned that Winnipeg game. Uh, they do even out as the season goes on, but again, as as the games count down here, they get more important and more important. Again, that's Gord Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga here on Leafs Nation Post Game, brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. The Maple Leafs falling 5-3 here to the Florida Panthers. Game 1-4 of in a very busy week for this Maple Leafs team. Busy stretch overall. On Broadway Wednesday night, we suspect at this point in time it's going to be Michael Hutchison who starts that game. What do you want to see from the Maple Leafs going forward for the rest of the week here? Uh, well, I, li- I like what I've seen the last yeah. four games, including tonight, except for the third period. So uh, you think about the six games before the break. You know, Freddie had been given kind of ordinary goaltending. The team hadn't played great. The record wasn't great. And then they get three games in a row, and they win them different ways when they came back, Nashville, Dallas, and Ottawa. And Saturday's was a bit on the ugly side. Nashville played, or excuse me, Ottawa played a very dull uh Defensive style, but good on the Maple Leafs. Yeah. Staying with the plan and found a way to win it, which was huge. And then tonight, they really should have won this game. So I, I like the way the team's playing. I just think, you know, the, the goaltending component is just the one thing that made the difference tonight. I'd like to see Michael Hutchinson, if he starts, you know, play like he did that Detroit game or whatever, when, you know, his last few games around Christmas where he seems to have his act together. Elvis Merzlikens wasn't playing very well as You're a right. backup in Columbus. And then when, when Corpusala went down, he's taken it and run with it and played really, really well. So, I mean, that, that's what you hope. Well, that's the thing, too, I think, with goaltending at this level is consistency. If you're not consistent, you're not going to be in this league. I mean, there's a reason why Michael Hutchinson has played in the NHL the last, you know, various years. Like, he, he, he has moments where he's pretty decent, right? But they are against inferior opponents, and you try to slot him in. Um, in in the proper spots, but again, consistency is the big word for me here when it comes to Hutchinson because you know he's been solid at times the last little while, but really exposed in this hockey game, and I just I uh, can't fathom them going on the next couple weeks. Who knows the extent of this Anderson injury, but. They, they've got to solidify this yeah. as quickly and, as possible. And the other part is, I mean, this is the NHL. Yeah. And all everybody wants is a chance to play. That's all Jordan Bennington wanted. 
and he, he grabbed it, seized it, and never looked back. And then you have, you know, Garrett Sparks looks like he hasn't seized it. Will he ever? I don't know. But, I mean, Doubtful, using yeah. those couple of examples, James Reimer was the guy that was low on the depth chart, came, and was a serviceable goaltender here. Not the guy you necessarily want as your number one, but, you know, he's going on playing really well in Carolina right now. So, whatever it may be, you, you want to get that chance, and you want to grab the brass ring. And Jack Campbell has taken a ton of years. He's still really just a backup for a guy right. that was picked so high in the first round. But, you know, this is the opportunity, Michael Hutchinson, or anybody last year, Garrett Sparks. That's what they want, you know, and uh, and that's it's frustrating if you never get that chance. They're getting that opportunity. And to that point, Gord, I, I mean, on this broadcast, at least, we're never going to use injuries as an excuse. There are so many teams around this league who have been dealing with injuries every game. The Pittsburgh Penguins, they just motor right along. And I Columbus. get yeah, I, I get the importance. You know, exactly. Corpusala goes out. Now Winberg's out, you know. So it, it's just one of those things. Yeah, it stinks. The news is terrible. We'll see what the extent of it is. But you still got to bear down. you got to rally through this. No, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. But the but the other part, if he, Freddie Anderson, is out, then whether we kicked around some names like Casey DeSmith out of Pittsburgh yeah. earlier and Aaron Dell, the backup goaltender for San Jose. Yeah, maybe Jim Ralph coming out of retirement. I don't know if that. But just those kind Cheap of deal. elements, they would have to have have to look at something if Freddie's going to be out for any period of time because you know Wednesday will be a road game and again yeah that's hope all goes well but if not then Friday you got to you got to crowd back to back this weekend Go yeah ahead. you got a crowd on pins and needles Friday night if Hutchinson starts at home and has struggled Wednesday and then Saturday in Montreal I mean it's a, a great hockey night in Canada game we'll have it on the fan and um but all of a sudden from last year, John Tavares scoring in overtime, mm-hmm. and that kind of cemented it for the Maple Leafs. You know, that, that was just the, the cherry on the Sunday, And all of a sudden, they could add to the Toronto Maple Leafs woes, and they still think they're kind of battling, too, in the Atlantic Division. So it's a four-pointer for them. Yeah, perhaps we get a Casimir Kaskasuo sighting in the next uh, couple of games, too. Who knows gets summoned from Well, the, you never know. Yeah. You never know. And again, much, again, it's ahead of what you want. But again, like yeah. just Jordan Binnington. We're just they, they just had to get somebody up. You know, where Carter Hart was a big prospect with the Philadelphia Flyers. Right. You know, it goes on and on. We see that uh, in Florida's case, Samuel Montembault got sent back to the AHL. Yep. But again, he's a prospect, and he just felt he wasn't quite ready. Thatcher Demko's now doing the job in Vancouver. But in Hutchinson's case, you know, he, he wasn't really a prospect of the Leafs drafted internally. He was there, a stopgap measure, stopped the bleeding last year, but now is getting a chance to thrive if if so be if he can on a regular basis as an NHL day-to-day goaltender. We're here at Scotiabank Arena Leafs Nation postgame brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers, Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic standing by for the postgame podium of Sheldon Keefe. A mere moments after that, we'll be joined by Chris Johnston of Sportsnet, Sportsnet.ca and Hockey Night in Canada, breaking down a 5-3 loss here to the Florida Panthers. Game 1 of 4 in this week. The Maple Leafs at Madison Square Garden on Wednesday, home to the Anaheim Ducks on Friday, and as Gord mentioned, in Montreal to take on the Canadians on Saturday night, Gord. Yep, just uh, looking forward. I see John Tavares, so hopefully I get Sheldon Keefe at some point. This is uh, We're getting used to the new Sheldon Keefe time. Like Mike Babcock's normally on a plane back to Detroit at this time or wherever he would go. But uh, Sheldon Keith, shade, Gord? I think he lets the uh, players talk first of that. But just uh, um, uh, anyway, again, looking ahead to the week, and we're getting to that game on Saturday. But, yeah, this this is one of the busiest. Boy, like I, I, yeah. I, I'm just sitting here saying, and the, hey, the Maple Leafs showed up, and they played well. So they know it, too. Just it's kind of been cool. You had a Saturday game, uh, no travel, Monday game now. You had two points in the bank, and then you're going to ha- going to have three games and four nights, 
and that's always a, a tough proposition. Yeah, and certainly the ones you look at, they sting a bit. You know, this one for sure, uh, especially back January 12th. They got embarrassed in Sunrise. All 17 people there were like, wow, that's unbelievable. But that one's kind of more uh, understandable. You say, hey, we lost as a team. And, again, to repeat, that's where that's where Sheldon Keefe's line about being an immature team yeah. came into play, how they were not ready, not prepared for that game. They were prepared for that game tonight, and that's what makes it disappointing. And it's the one thing. It's the one. It's the elephant in the room, except you're aware of it. It's a big, and, big elephant cord. And it happens, you know, happens. Quite often goaltending steals a game, but this is a combination of goaltending on one side and just uh, indifferent goaltending on the other side making a difference in tonight's game. Yeah, other side, Sergey Bobrovsky, again, the big story, 32 saves and a gutsy road win for the Florida Panthers. You're without Alexander Barkov, who there was thought that could maybe play in this game, lower body injury. To pull out a win and to get a hat-trick from Mark Pesek, here's Sheldon Keefe. If he's feeling better, is what I'm, what I'm told, uh, they're just going to have to uh, give him the night and see how he is in the morning. What play did he get hurt on? Uh... I don't know those those details. No. Uh, he was. He went through that whole process, but he he keep. My understanding is he went went or the results were positive on that, and they were just given the nature of the injury and everything. They wanted to, uh, you know, take take caution and give it time. Uh, so that's what they'll, they'll uh, do. They'll give him tonight and see how he is in the morning. You know no, no, I don't want to see how he is in the morning and if he gets on the ice and practices and all that kind of stuff. But uh, practice isn't ruled out for tomorrow at this point. Would you like for 41 minutes of tonight's hockey game? Well, I thought we played a really good game. I mean, um, I think if we, you know, if we play that game, that type of game, a hundred times, I think we probably win 99 of them, something in that neighborhood. Um, but you don't get the points, and that hurts. So. Uh, you know, obviously, we get the 3-1 goal, and it should be over from there. Uh, we, we lose our focus a little bit, and then uh, we let them get the second one, and then we just never really recovered. So that was that was a challenge for us. When you talk about maturity, the team, is this another case of maturity, the 3-1 lead? Or? Well, yes and no. But, I mean, the result sucks, right? But I don't think... The result is any in any way indicative of the way the game went. I mean, talk about the maturity of our team. A lot of the narrative is just how we can't defend. It's the best defensive game we've played the entire season. So, you know, I, I don't know if we gave up more than four scoring chances at even strength throughout the whole hockey game, including the third period. So, um, that's, that's the way it goes. We would have liked to had more offense and, and score more and, and, and grow a bigger lead. I thought we had plenty of opportunities to do that, and we didn't. So we let them hang around in the game. And then, as I said, we did lose composure, I thought. Not composure, but just uh, got distracted by by the uh, 3-1 goal. And perhaps that's an area we'd like to have back and do a better job of. But there's a lot of things to like about the game today. If necessary, how much faith do you have in Hutchison starting a number of games in a row? I'm not going to answer hypotheticals tonight. How would you assess how Hutchison able to well, obviously, it didn't go very well, but it's a challenging. That's a challenging scenario. I mean, he comes in cold when he's not expected to play, and he goes in the second period. And I don't, other than a couple dump ins, I don't know that he had any shots through. So through two periods, so that's that's a tough that's a tough uh, ask of any goalie. Uh, but you know, he is part of the team, and he wants the opportunity. He's in the net, and you know, he'd like to 
like to see positive results, but he, he's in tough here today. I, I take a lot more from the games he's played for us previous than I would tonight. Thank you. Thank you. All right, so much shorter than the uh, pregame there from Sheldon. Well, because Keith. what else can you say? Yeah. Right? It and sounds precautionary, which is good. Yeah, well, on no, Anderson. No, that part's good about yeah. Freddie Anderson, but what else can you say about the game tonight? He just said, he um, hit it, I, yeah. 99 times out of 100, I'll, I think we'll win this game. I'll take this effort any time. And uh, will you start Freddie Anderson, or excuse me, would you start Michael Hutchinson on you know consecutive <laughs> Luke, games? Luke Fox I don't Savage. want to talk about hypotheticals. <laughs> And then just sort of also saying, yeah, this is just a tough one. I'd rather go back the last few games that Michael Hutchinson played and look at that as a more testament of his body of work. And we'll find out. I mean, it looks like a good chance he'll get a chance to do it on Wednesday. If if Freddie's healthy for Wednesday, that's great. He'll likely do it Friday or Saturday then and just hope, give him a chance to bounce back. But tonight it's that simple. I love how he pled the fifth and would not answer the Hutchinson question. Right? Well, no, he did answer it. Uh, he did answer it. He, he generalized it about hypotheticals, <laughs> but he was he wasn't going to he wasn't going to give a BS answer that hey hey I love this guy I would have no just more about and th- then the answer later on just saying I'd rather go more more by his body of work in recent games than tonight. I mean because there's no question tonight was just a big palooka. Yeah, that's very well put. That's Gord Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga here on Leafs Nation post game. Let's go downstairs where we join uh, Chris Johnson of Sportsnet, Sportsnet.ca, and HockeyNet in Canada. Uh, pretty interesting. We just heard from um, Coach Keefe. I mean, pretty hit, hit it on the head. I mean, the Leafs played well in this game, CJ, but ultimately uh, came unglued due to uh, some unfortunate goaltending. We'll call it in a 5-3 loss here to the Panthers. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, probably their toughest loss of the year, uh, just because mm-hmm. you know I think that's as well as Toronto has played. Certainly, off the top of my head, that I can think of, and and you know, really dominant game, a big game for them against the team they're directly fighting for a playoff spot and then, you know, lose the their starting goaltender to an injury and the backup, you know, couldn't do the job tonight. I mean, I, I don't see much more analysis really needed. I mean, that, that, that was a really dominant game from the Leafs. I mean, three period, three shots in the second period. I think they were 46 feet, 79 feet and 121 feet. I mean, any of us could have stopped all three of those. And then obviously a little bit more, uh, you know, in the third, but, you know, they had a three, one lead at that point. And, you know, two of those three goals, uh, I don't like they went in on Hutchinson, and you know they lose the game. I mean, not a, a tough spot for him to go into. I do agree with with what Sheldon was saying there, uh, but um, you know this was uh, this was a goaltending loss, and I think a lot of it now rests on what what's going on with Frederick Anderson. You know how the Leafs have to react to this, and and all that stuff spinning it forward. Uh, yeah, and, and let's give credit to Sergei Bobrovsky as well, like solid goaltending on the other side because the Leafs did play great to your point, Chris, and and you could just sense like. Everyone's been happy that Michael Hutchinson got out of that funk at the 11th hour, but everyone is just knows, you know, just knows that like is on edge because now this is year number two of a backup goaltender that just can't cut the mustard overall. So, uh, boy, it just, you know, some Bronx cheers a little bit at the end that way, and just we can't see this script again. So if Freddie Anderson's out. Is there a move afoot to get an Aaron Dell or a Casey DeSmith? Or, I mean, what do you think if Freddie is out for any even little length of time? Well, I mean, it might happen even if he's not out. I mean, uh, you know, I, I'm sure that the management sees what we see. There, there's a lot of reasons why they haven't gone and got a backup. I mean, it, it, it's going to cost them more assets. Uh, you know, cap space is, is at a premium, and obviously they have to be careful there, especially if they're in the market for a defenseman. And, you know, I think they've just been hoping that, that Michael Hutchinson would, would 
figure it out. And then, look, there's been some encouraging signs there. I mean, his last number of starts have been very strong. It's been a little tougher uh, these games when he's coming in relief. But, uh, you know, he, he did it against the Islanders. He did it on the weekend against Ottawa. He played very well in that game on Saturday. And so, you know, I can understand, uh, you know, why they're they're hoping he'll pull out of it, why he can get the job done. You know, I think he works hard. He's got a great attitude. He's someone everyone's rooting for. But, you know, the Leafs are playing with fire to a certain degree. Um, you know, not having another option uh, in net. They don't really have a third guy. I don't sense that Casimir Cascasuo is someone um, that they want to have to rely on. And, and let's face it, just the way this season has gone, I think a lot's, a lot more has gone wrong for the Leafs. You know, a lot of things beyond their control as well in terms of injuries and things this season. But, you know, they're still touch and go to get in the playoffs. And, and so every point matters. You know, they, they lost two here tonight that, that should have been theirs. And, and, you know, this is where some of the margins – really matter and so you know i have to think uh the goaltending market will be something to explore a little bit more uh no matter what happens because you're right it's hard not to feel a bit on edge and and you know i don't know where the numbers fall now but i do know that uh you know hutchinson's below an 890 save percentage on the year and you know that's that's well below average i mean you, you want a little bit better than that uh, from your number two guy yeah, he's allowed three or more goals in a period now seven times this season, courtesy of a very own Sam McKee with Chris Johnson breaking down a 5-3 loss here to the Florida Panthers. Definitely a deflating one. But when you look at the Cats, no Sasha Barkov, their captain, one of the best players in this league. Sergey Bobrovsky, I can even go out on a limb and say one of his best games as a Panther. I thought he was awesome in this game, 32 saves. A lot of people do you think are, are sleeping on this Panthers team because they can go pretty far, in my opinion, in the playoffs if everything clicks. Yeah, you know, maybe. You know, I, I Leaf yeah. fans probably aren't after seeing the, the Panthers, you know, beat Toronto pretty good uh, earlier in January on that Sunday night game. And then, you know, after tonight, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's still a team, though, that, that has to prove something to itself. I mean, I give them credit mm-hmm. for the fight back tonight. You know, Mark Fizik, yeah. at night he'll never forget, you know, a defenseman <laughs> playing wing who ends up getting his first hat-trick of his NHL career and, and you know, was at least getting in front of the net there and, and causing some havoc where he, got the two goals that, that, you know, he put past the goaltender. Um, you know, I, I, I think the league's so close now, honestly, that there are going to be teams that miss the playoffs on both sides, the East and the West, that, you know, in my mind could, you know, we, we could create a scenario where they go on a long playoff run. I don't see mm-hmm. a huge gap in the NHL in general, and I think that's that's got to be a right. little bit scary if you're a Leafs fan because, let's face it, I mean, I, this team, as, as they perform in my eyes, as they as they've, are built, you know, it, it shouldn't go down to the wire in a lot of ways. But, again, if a few things go wrong, the slow start, you know, they had a you know, good three weeks right before Mike Babcock was fired. They, they didn't have a lead in the game. And all those things add up at the end of the year. And, you know, Toronto's the, the highest-scoring team. They're the best power play since Sheldon Keefe took over. Uh, one of the best goal differentials. I mean, the underlying numbers are really solid. And, you know, yet they're still in this position. And I, I just think part of that is a little bit reflective of the league as it is now. And, and so – yeah, teams like Florida are, are pretty good. Uh, we're seeing the Pacific Division. I don't know who's good out there, but there's five or six teams basically all within two or three points. And, you know, one week you think it's Vancouver, and the next week Edmonton's playing well. Arizona's had its moments. I mean, I just think the league's really tight. And, and so it's tough when you're a team built to be dominant like the Leafs because uh, I think they, that a lot of the process has been dominant, but they, they haven't put enough points in the bank, and it's going to be a pretty nervy uh, February and April or March around here. Indeed it will. CJ, thanks so much for this, and we'll talk Wednesday night from Broadway, okay? All right. Sounds good, boys. 
There you have it. Chris Johnson at Sportsnet, Sportsnet.ca and Hockey Night in Canada. Again, the Maple Leafs falling 5-3 here to the uh, Florida Panthers, a game in which Frederick Anderson leaves after the first period with an upper body injury. But the good news sounds like it's precautionary, and we'll see if he skates in practice tomorrow. But um, I'm right in saying that Sheldon Keefe said he passed the baseline test for the concussion, right? Yeah. That's what I understood. About as optimistic as he that's, could that's good. say and just yeah. say maybe Freddie will practice. Now, I wonder if it's a little bit of desperation in Sheldon's. You know, <laughs> also, just saying, just get out I, there. Really, I really want Freddie and goal. I mean, they're yeah. never going to rush anybody that way. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll wait and see. At least we, mm-hmm. you know, I, at least we know uh, it's not something, doesn't appear to be something super serious. But also you want to get something a little more definitive by tomorrow. I know you like to bring up uh, every uh, home game, the uh, family and friends section for the opposition. Uh, very slim pickings when it comes to uh, Cats Nation here in Florida. There's about, uh, what, 30 people out there? No, there were more before. There were yeah, more okay. before. Yeah, oh, okay. You're giving them credit. pretty good. All right, so that's Gord Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga with the break. Uh, we're going to go inside the locker room after this short break, and we'll hear from some of the players again. Just a, a very disappointing loss where it seemed like the Maple Leafs were in full control of this game, end up losing 5-3. A big two points loss in regulation against a team they're battling with for a a playoff spot here in the Florida Panthers. Uh, Brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. You're listening to Leafs Nation postgame right here on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Bank Arena after a 5-3 loss here to the Florida Panthers. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you on Leafs Nation postgame. Brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. You can follow along on Twitter if you'd like to send us your thoughts on this deflating 5-3 loss at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic. It's time for the VTech call of the game when the ultimate Toronto sports getaway with the VTech wake-up call. Call 416-413-4141. Leave a message and set your alarms every Friday morning for your chance at the weekly $500 prize. To qualify for the grand prize, visit sportsnet.ca slash 590 for details. Less than a minute to go. Puck stolen by Pesic. He's going to finish it off with a hat-trick goal. Yeah, I'm as stunned as everybody out there that it's Mark Pesic, the native of Edmonton, the former Buffalo Sabre, has found a home here in Sunrise the last couple years playing forward in this game, known to be a defensive. I think he was on the World Junior Team for Canada a couple of years or way back. Uh, but he ends up getting a hat-trick his first career. He had a monster night, Gord. Yeah, and for the record, Joe yeah. Bowen has better calls, okay? So yeah. empty net goal call is not his best, but because give the opposite, opposing players some props. That's seven and, uh, goals on the air. Yeah, by the way, even things at the end of the game. So it's okay. The three, Leafs win at home. You get the three stars. Usually it's three Leafs or two Leafs. There's an opposing player. He doesn't come out. The Leaf comes out with a fake stick that they pass to the, <laughs> you know, imitation stick they pass to a fan, which is cool. Yeah. I mean, they do the salute. They do all these things. You know, Carlton goes crazy, whatever. So <laughs> they pick. Uncle Carlton. Did they pick two or three Florida Panthers? The stars Mikey tonight. Madison got one. Well, third yeah, star. but somebody else skated out. Like, So it, it wasn't even choreographed. So the Florida Panther guys were pretty keen to come out. And I'm not sure if three of them were two, but then... They just—they didn't even announce them in right order. The guys just was like nobody was looking. It was just kind of strange that way. It was just like everybody wanted to pack up and go home. The disappointment, but the uh, Florida Panthers were loving being a, a star in an opposing arena that sold out. Yeah, well, they committed a heist. That's why they wanted to leave as quickly as possible. They shouldn't have won this hockey. I know, game. but mostly the visiting team really doesn't want to come out. I'm just saying, like normally, you don't I think ever... in Toronto you do though, right? Well, the odd time they come up, like just... they probably don't want to go out in sunrise for their own but, three uh, star because yeah. nobody's there. So. But it was like. 
like they were ignored. They came out, and I, I, I think I think Mike Mathis was announced, but somebody else came out because somebody has to grab you down there to tell you you're one of the stars and and all that. And anyway, anyway, just that was the kind of kind of night it was. And we just we just because we're talking about a Florida Panther player getting a hat trick. He got the big first goal, and that got them up one nothing. And the Maple Leafs were had outshot Florida ten nothing. Okay, first 11 minutes of the game. Florida did not have a shot on goal. And then either their first or second shot, they get that to go up one nothing. So there's an element of adversity for the Leafs. Florida, at that point, looked like they were pulling a heist. And then good on the Leafs coming back, make it 2-1 after two periods of play. And the early third period goal from Austin Matthews. And Nick, we're just going over and over again. Same thing. And then goaltending on one side being excellent, goaltending on the other side being way too ordinary to be polite. Yep, three on 13 for Michael Hutchison. We're feeling positive about life after uh, 40 minutes because Hutchison had faced three shots and two were flips to his glove. But uh, that narrative certainly changed in the third period. Uh, we're, we're holding out hope for some uh, um, audio from the locker room to get the thoughts from the players on this uh, 5-3 loss to Florida. But let's talk some positives. Um, I, I like... John Tavares in this game, he he was really really strong on the puck, both sides of the puck. I think Austin Matthews. It doesn't, it's not talked about enough. His two way game defensively, I thought he was really good in this game. And as Sheldon Keefe talked about in the post game, one of the more stronger efforts for the Maple Leafs defensively. The, games like this happen sometimes where the opposition netminder comes in your building, steals the game. I think Bobrovsky had a big reason why it was a closer game than it was 32 saves. But Matthews, uh, what, uh, 37 goals now on the season. Like you yeah. look at him and what Willie Nylander is doing, Nylander scoring his 25th. These guys are having unbelievable seasons, and it's uh, overshadowed by the conversation about the backup goalie. Well, totally, and that's yeah. what that's what's really unfortunate. Yeah. We talked about Tyson Berry really finding oh, he's a been role, great. Yeah. you know, as far as it goes, and, and on and on and on. And and the other part is, I got to say, uh, those power. I don't know. I don't know if the last second one was a power play goal. They just came out Did of not, the box no. at one point. So anyway, I mean, they were, they were they didn't count as two power play goals, but let's say they were two power play goals. And the fact was that the Leafs moved the puck, moved the puck, moved the puck, and were true to their play. And you and I are kind of going, hey, somebody shoot the puck. No, they moved it around uh, about 12 different times. They were true to whatever they practiced. And at the end, they got the guy open in front for, the, like, in Tavares in one case, for just the nice deflection in. So, I mean, that was a positive that way. I just, uh, yeah, I like so much of the game tonight. Yeah, like, I really do. Weird. I like so much of the way the Toronto Maple Leafs played. And the Florida Panthers, they'll burn the first 41 minutes of this game. You know, because it just, they had a terrible game in Montreal. Here's the thing is, you got the Florida Panthers were on a tear. Then they took a 10-day break. They had the All-Star game break and their own reading week break. And I talked to Dale Town, their general manager, before the game. He just said that. He goes, I don't know why we took such a long break. And we played Montreal. Montreal had played a few games. We get killed. And all of a sudden, they don't, the momentum again is not in their favor coming in tonight's game. And the Maple Leafs have it. And then bad goaltending gives it back. Yeah, the Panthers have won 7 of 8, and again, I guess nobody told Michael Hudson it was a revenge game against one of his former teams because uh, he didn't show up in this one. 3-on-13 uh, when it comes to Hutchison. Again, Frederick Anderson, upper body injury. Uh, but from from the sounds of it, it sounds precautionary. It sounds like he passed his baseline test. Um, they were checking, obviously, for concussion. And uh, so that's the positive news, and we wait practice tomorrow before the Leafs uh, head off to Madison Square Garden for their game on Wednesday night. A game we'll also have here on Sportsnet 5.9 of the fan, and that's all they can pretty much do at this well, point. Well, maybe it's interesting because they have a unique trip, yeah. and it's called the Mentors Trip, 
and you can take somebody. It cannot be your parents. Or your It cannot pet. be your spouse. It cannot be a blood I thought relative. I saw Len Berry here today. Well, he, Maybe he, just me. He, he could be here. I don't know. He could be here, but he's, apparently he's not eligible apparently for that if, trip. If you make a X amount of dollars, you can be wherever you well, want. Well, anyway, yeah. the, so the mentors. So this will be an interesting one. They were here for the home game. Yeah. And then they will fly with the Toronto Maple Leaf team to New York. But actually, as I think about it, you know, your, your mentor, they really... They don't need it. Like they, they played well. I'd bring well. you, Gordon. Well, I would. I appreciate that. You should bring me. Um, I don't know who I'd bring, but it won't be you. But anyway, because well, you're a young guy, you're you a young protege. You grew a beard like me, so you're a young protege. You but it's kind of a neat concept. So generally, those things have gone well on the road when it's been the the mom's or dad's trips. So we'll see how that works out. That'd be a nice trip. Yeah. Go to New York City. Again, a uh, seven sixty nine save percentage for Michael Hutchison. Very symbolic of Sam McKee's beer league net minor. That's it. <laughs> Boom. Uh, we'll hit the break. Other side, I, I hear we have John Tavares. Okay, so we'll hear perfect. from the captain coming up. But the Maple Leafs falling 5-3 here to the Florida Panthers. Brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. You're listening to Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Welcome back to Scotiabank Arena. Wrapping up Leafs Nation postgame. Brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic, where you can follow along via Twitter tonight. A very disappointing loss here to a team you're fighting for a playoff spot with in the Florida Panthers. 5-3 the final. Again, the big story, Frederick Anderson leaving after 20 minutes due to an upper body injury. Sounds precautionary, so that's the good news. We'll find out more maybe at practice. I don't know how loud the music is going to be with a potential concussion there at practice tomorrow. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but we'll see. Um, quiet. Freddie wants it <laughs> Yeah, they have, like, they have like the Beatles playing, like quiet music in the background. I can see that. Yeah, why not? Yeah, why so not? Uh, hopefully they've dodged the bullet here again because uh, so Michael Hutchinson comes in, makes three saves and three shots in the second period, did not do the same in the third period. Uh, overall, surrenders three goals on 13 shots. Just simply put, not good enough. Let's hear now from the captain from Oakville, Ontario, John Tavares. Obviously disappointing. Um, yeah, it's not going to be a good feeling leaving the ring, especially I, I think overall the way we played. We got sloppy early in the third and just didn't do a good enough job exiting our zone clean at times and obviously led to some of their opportunities. Um, you know, there's a lot of hockey left, so we just have to turn the page. As disappointing as this one is, uh, get ready for um, three more this week. What happened in the third there, John? Did you just feel like the team maybe relaxed a bit, or what was your sense of the group? Well, we came out really well, got a big goal, um, and for whatever reason, we just didn't uh, have good response, good momentum after uh, after that, and, um, you know, led some more opportunities, and they started uh, getting some belief and some momentum, and... You know, we weren't able to do a good enough job the rest of the period. Yeah, obviously, Freddie's a big part of our team. Um, he's been huge for us all year. So, but uh, you know, Hutch is very capable and uh, has played great for us. He's gotten us some really good results. So, um, we have to do you know better job in front of him, uh, especially for the, the shifts there led, led to their opportunities and to their goals in the third. So. Um, he gives us a chance to win uh, every night, and as a group, uh, um, you know, injuries happen, and, and uh, we have to find a way to get the results. What was the key to the dominance in the second period? Well, I think we just did a really good job uh, through the neutral zone. Uh, we, we controlled possession a lot in their end. Uh, we were able to draw some penalties, uh, get rewarded for it, and just continue to uh, not give them uh, much time and space to... Uh, come down our half of the rink and, and just be able to really control the game that way. Um, 
obviously would have been nice to carry that over. Can you can your group learn something from the, the desperation that they showed in a, in a third period? Yeah, I think we're we're desperate, and I think overall it, it was a, a positive game. Obviously, the result is what matters at the end of the day. There's no question about that, and it's uh, disappointing and frustrating that we didn't do a good enough job uh, uh, for that stretch in the third period. Um, so, you know, we just got to obviously get better and, and uh, understand, uh, you know, what's ahead. Uh, obviously, this one hurts its things and disappointing, but uh, we have more opportunities ahead of us and got to get ready for that. From the professional John Tavares to professional broadcasters and Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic, he just always knows what to say, and that, that's you know part of the reason why he's the captain of this team is is addressing the media and, and stabilizing stuff. Because I mean, tonight you look at this game and say, "Wow, this could go off the rails really quickly." But I, I thought very professional comments by John Tavares, and I especially like January twelfth in Florida, yeah. where you know the inkling was. I think Paul Hendrick opened it about, "Hey, is this one of those things you just forget?" You know, because there's certain games that isn't a bad line forget the game just move forward but he said hey no we didn't show up this is embarrassing that's a this is a four-point game i'm really disappointed and tonight yeah just you know talking about it's a game they very much did show up and he's been in a bit of a drought of late he got one of those nice goals i'm talking about where they worked it around worked it around then he tipped it in from in front of the net and other positives we mentioned as well just because we got some stats now but tyson berry 27 minutes, 39 seconds. This is a game that didn't go into overtime. That's usually, you know, somebody when you get a couple of minutes in the three-on-three overtime. So that that's that's a lot of ice time he got tonight. And he really he really deserved it. I thought he played really, really well. Yeah, the last couple of games, especially um, Tyson Berry starting to play um, more effective and more comfortable. And that's great news for the Maple Leafs, especially without Morgan Rally in the lineup. I can't believe that Zach Hyman might play his way out of Toronto in terms of a contract, Gord. He's got 23 points in the last 24 games. Like, Do you believe the type of run that Zach Hyman is on right now? I get it. He's playing with Marner and, and, and Matthews, but the way he's playing is a much different style we've ever seen and really digging that puck and creating space for the big boys on that line. Yeah, it's funny because when he was out of the lineup early on and, uh, of course, they struggled under Mike Babcock, you had all these people that were not capitalized on it saying, man, you got a chance to play. I don't know Marner and Matthews weren't together but I mean on the top two lines and just not able to make the most of it and Zach Hyman has done that yeah you know ever since he's been here he's got one more year after this season again the whole middle class era of contracts is a, an interesting animal it seems you know you get priced out like Nazem Kadri it, it's, exactly it's a club, it, club yes. friendly contract but then when you get a couple of top end guys, four point five million for Naz, although as a number two center in Colorado, it's much more palatable. Well, I think if Hyman continues to produce at this type of rate, he's probably looking four to five million bucks on July one when he's eligible for an extension. The Maple Leafs just can't, quite frankly, do that right now. <laughs> well, I think yeah, you know? they'd wait another year. Exactly, anyway. he would Might. as well. I think he's one guy. And I'm not trying to yeah. get him to take the hometown discount. I just think Potential. he's a guy that really knows what it's to be a Toronto Maple Leaf. Just ask Sokolov, Gordon. Well, yeah, yeah, he's got the Sokolov deal. And also just grew up in Toronto, you know, big Toronto family and that. And it's, uh, hey, if you grew up in whatever city it may be, and, you know, you and I, it's Toronto area, Yeah, that kicks ass to be a member of the Toronto Maple Leafs. It is fun to do the broadcast as well with Gord Stellick. And, again, you can join us coming up on Wednesday uh, for Leafs Nation pregame. We'll have the entire broadcast of that one. It's the Maple Leafs visiting the New York Rangers Friday against the Anaheim Ducks at home here at Scotiabank Arena Leafs Nation post game for that one. And we have the game on Saturday as well against the Montreal Canadiens. Many thanks to Sam McKee, Vic Pilati, and Josh Santos, and Mark Boffo. Gord, you're, you're so professional broadcaster. It's unbelievable. Well, it is. And this was a very professional appearance by the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, 
uh, unfortunate goaltending rule. More so unprofessional for Mike Hodgson. Now, well, we're not going to rag on him. Three and thirteen, tough night, a five-three loss to the Panthers. You've been listening to Leafs Nation post-game, brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. Take care.